very confident right before we start the podcast. Thanks, guys. There is no video. So get your hand off my leg. Hello and welcome to a brand spanking new brand spanking new What's with Millennials podcast where we talk about pop culture, tech, and media. I am your host, Diodonna, sitting here with the co-host. Johnny. Jeremy. And having a special guest here today with acting credits and commercials, films, and television shows that have been aired on HBO and A&E Television. Welcoming Sarah Trevina. Hello. How's it going? Going good, going good. How are you doing today? How's everyone's week going today? But how's your week going? You know, given the circumstances, I am I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Circumstances Post- being? <laughs> yeah. Post-election day. Yes. yes. Yes, that's. Uh, I'm sure that's on everyone's Facebook blowing up right about now. It's the now. best day of the year. Yes. Best day. It Better is. than Christmas. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be American. It is. It it, it really is. Hopefully, as long as we stay alive after all of this. Um, Jeremy, how's your week been, man? Um, It's been pretty good. You know, um, got some test done. Um, Got some new laws passed in California. There we go. Even though, you know, Trump is president now, I I have faith that we'll survive. So, I'm doing good. I'm alive. Okay, there we go. Johnny. You know, staying busy, same, same, doing my thing, working towards goals, going to school, being a student. All day. All day, is, every is, day. Is midterms over for you? Oh, thank goodness. Yes, There's sir. There's four weeks left. That's finals. it? Why am I taking my midterm right now for one of my classes? <laughs> You're for my speech class. I know, yes, I'm taking my midterm next week, so not even this week. Wow. You're going to be taking your final. Classes are like 75% <laughs> over, dude. Yeah. I know. Right. That's why I was like, how dude, am I? Dude, it's almost Midterms, aren't they like 50% of the way something like that? I don't know. Yeah, don't about, yeah. scare me. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to some news. Jeremy, hit it. News, 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 news. All right. In news today, have, first of all, presidency. We have a new president. Uh, Donald Trump, who I thought had no way of winning whatsoever. Sarah's holding her head right now, shaking her side to side. Sarah, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think anybody saw this coming, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I have never stress ate from a presidential <laughs> election before. There's a yeah. pint of coconut ice cream that never saw the light of day today. And, <laughs> man. I don't even think Donald Trump... Knew that Donald Trump was going to win. If you saw his his speech afterwards, he was just kind of like, me? Like, me? Really? Okay, well, I'll run this country. Hey, roll up his sleeves. <laughs> you guys. Love Google search engine how to president. <laughs> how do you guys feel about that? It opens up the doors for future Americans, letting them know that they don't have to go... Let me make sure I choose my words rightly here. Uh, they don't have to have prior political experience yes. to become a president. He proved that last night. Yeah. Just mine. He doesn't have to have real, really any true foundated experience whatsoever. You could completely screw up everything you've ever touched and still become the leader of the free world. So I feel like that's <laughs> an inspiration to us all now, letting us know that the American dream is truly alive. Yes. Now, this is true because the first thing I did when I went into my class today was like, oh my gosh, you guys, 
you can be, you can have no excuse. You cannot be anything. I was like, I was having, <laughs> I was telling the kids in my class, I was like, guys, I'm going to go be an astronaut doctor. I'm going to, if Donald Trump could be president, I'm going to freaking do it. There's no excuses. Anyone can do everything. Johnny. Yeah. Being a fellow astronaut doctor yourself. Yes. How do you feel about this election? I'll tell you what. I ain't going nowhere. These colors <laughs> don't run. Donald Trump is president. I'm not moving to Canada. Not even to outer space? You or know, Mexico. Nor am I going back to outer space. Although the Earth does look beautiful on a full Earth. Oh, nice there you great. go. I thought you were about to say on a full stomach. But that works too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah. Um, Next in news, the mannequin challenge. Have you guys heard of the mannequin challenge? I have not. I heard they tried to get Michael J. Fox into that. That's pretty messed up. How the hell? Okay, so how the mannequin, for people who don't know what the mannequin challenge is, it was started by um, a kid who was sitting on, who um, during class was sitting in the front of class and didn't move, and he would just do that, and he started doing that um, for a couple of days in school, right? But it ended up becoming this internet sensation where there would be a bunch of celebrities who will get with their friends and just stand still wherever they are and the camera would just kind of pan around them and see all the frozen poses that they're in so it's like planking kind of but yeah kind of but yeah. but oh, you just okay. like fro you're frozen like a mannequin yeah how do you totally perfect, do that how to I've take a perfect it. selfie i've seen improv over whole groups of people just freeze up at a certain time yeah mm -hmm. that's basically so, all it is yeah that's yeah, cool. that is pretty cool. I thought that was kind of. I think that's one of the better ones of the little internet sensations going around. Mm -hmm. like, eh. Staring contest, ready? We're gonna have a staring contest this oh, whole gosh. podcast. Sorry. All right, so the topic, really, guys, they're having a scaring contest. That's okay because that's not scaring. Yes, I'm it's a staring you. contest. All right, moving forward. So the topic for this week, topic for this week, I guys, I is film reboots. Do yeah. millennials support too many film reboots? Are there too many film reboots? But before we get started on that, we're going to go into our next segment called If You've Been Living Under a Rock with Announcer Man. <clears throat> Since the mid-1890s, film have graced us with their presence. Moving pictures have captivated many audience members, much like theatrical plays. Originally, sought out as original artistic masterpieces. Fast forward to 2016, and they are making their third goddamn Spider-Man reboot in the same decade. Is this generation unapologetically uncreative? Or just putting a new spin to old tales? This has been If You've Been Living Under a Rock. Who has to raid Spring? Spring? What? The spider. The spider. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? Now, first impressions, everyone. Are reboots good? Um, are, are millennials uncreative? Sarah. Well, I... Okay. So, I feel like reboots are good in the sense for those who are really into, like, Marvel and DC. Uh, it's giving variety. It's obviously, like, a big blockbuster turnout. Mm -hmm. However, at the same rate... It is kind of at the point where I feel like it's getting a little off control. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, you brought up Spider-Man. I feel, personally, anyone who knows me <laughs> knows that I love Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. uh, like, 10 t-shirts. He's on my wall. He's on my, like, little tin cans. I mean, he's, he's the best. Mm -hmm. However, 
Uh, I do have a problem with the whole Amazing Spider-Man. So I feel like it was like, okay, let's just make some money, let's, let's do this. And I feel like with Homecoming, which we can all anticipate, um, they're finally kind of realizing, okay, like let's actually do a reboot, but mm -hmm. be true to the comics. So I feel like the ones that are true to the comics, that's a good reboot. But for the sake of making money, which I feel like is just a terrible trend right now in movies, because yeah. we are getting a little unoriginal. Mm -hmm. um, that's fair to say that in that case, yeah, it's, it's no good. Yeah. Now, John, did you have something to add to that? I was drawing a Spider-Man over here. I did a terrible, <laughs> did a terrible job. Oh, it looks like, kind of like Deadpool. It does. It looks like a brain or something. Okay. Well, uh, how do you feel? What are your first impressions? You know what? I don't think millennials are uncreative at all. I think we're very creative. You're creative. I'm sure Sarah's creative. Jeremy's creative. I feel like I'm creative. And no, um, I think uh, these reboots are cool. I like... Um, you know, I have a top three that I'm going to tell you guys later, but yeah. I think some of these reboots are cool. It puts a new modern spin on what we have, yeah. you know, as opposed to, you know, I mean, if it's a reboot back in like 60s, 70s, then it makes a little, you know, makes mm -hmm. a little more of a millennial spin, but things that are like 10, a decade apart, I mean, come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I think yeah. Sarah brought up a good point when she was saying that, um, a lot of places are trying to get a quick dollar. They're trying to get a quick cash, right? And um, so they're playing off of millennials' nostalgia. The yes. feeling of nostalgia, right? Remembering the good old days when we used to be kids and play outside until the lights came on. But um, in an article published by the Washington Post on November 4th, 2016, um, it stated that old school television companies are scouring the vaults and finding new ways to bring back vintage programming that appeals to viewers Sweet. now in their 20s and 30s. Millennials, right? Now... It also uh, continues, they are not only embracing these viewers' thirst for 80s and 90s nostalgia, but are also trying to win back a demographic that's been cutting cable in favor of streaming services delivering a blow to their ratings. Now, referring to cable cutters once again, guys, make sure to listen to episode 9 of What's With Millennials, entitled Cable Cutters. But they're trying to get to that demographic of... The, the millennials who aren't going to the movies as often, because mm. that's been going down, oh, that, yeah. that aren't buying cable because those viewers are going down. We're watching Netflix, live streaming, stuff like that. Right. Um, so there is, it is a cash cow. It is a big, big cash cow. Jeremy, how do you feel about that? Did you know about that? That, that they're making television stations that are specifically made basically for millennials. Playing off the oh well, definitely, man. Um, actually, I just saw a commercial about it last night. Yeah. Um, the reboot, not of a movie, but of a television show of the twenty of twenty four. Um, the original had Keith Keith Sutherland in it. Love that show. Yeah. Bomb show. Um, now they're rebooting it. A lot of people don't recognize the person that's replacing Keith Sutherland, though. The guy that's replacing him, I can't remember his name right now, but he was one of the first like leading African-American actors in a Disney show by himself that was starred out in North Carolina, my home state. Yeah. So I definitely watched the show. Um, it was called The Famous Jet Jackson. They've got, oh, they bring him onto the new 24. So he that's how they're connecting. Away. No. He, what? The, Did he pass away? No. I swear to God, I thought he passed away. No. We'll have to research that. 
His name is Lee Thompson Young. Millennials in action. He died 2013. The black dude did. He died 2013. No. Sh- yeah, it's the oh. guy. His name is, is I forget what his name is, but he's the guy who he plays Heath. All of this he he yeah. plays Heath in The Walking Dead. But yes, he's they are um, rebooting 24. Well, yeah. Um, but there are also a lot of positive sides to reboots as well, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna get into next is our top three film reboots. And we're going to start with our guest first. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, so top three film reboots. I would have to say that The Mummy was Ooh. a movie okay. that I absolutely loved growing up on. I mean, that is nostalgia in the bag right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brendan Fraser and The Rock. <laughs> oh, man. It was, I mean, also granted, I'm a little bit biased because mm-hmm. I grew up just obsessed with Egyptian um, mm-hmm. things. I even started learning Arabic when I was young. Nice. Um, fortunately, I didn't continue with it, but I, I was really just immersed into that whole, um, in, in Egypt. And so I really appreciate The Mummy. Uh, I think that was a, that was a good reboot. Absolutely. Um, Star Trek also did a pretty good job. I, I was going into it I, I remember with the first reboot of star trek mm-hmm. like a little bit worried you know <laughs> please don't mess this up yeah, please yeah i mean it's one of those things when you have such a good original or it's like you almost don't want to touch it yeah um but i feel like it, it definitely didn't come it didn't come out bad at all I, I was really pleased with it and to be honest like those i would have to choose those two yeah. i am i'm definitely a person who comes from the stance where i i definitely don't appre- I'm not a big reboot fan, yeah. and so it's very hard to hone in on a couple. But I'd have to go with those, and I'm looking forward for my number three. I am looking forward to Homecoming. I feel like that has yeah. a lot of potential. Yes. Um, I was so stoked at the end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 audience in the theater was actually clapping for <laughs> Spider-Man, and uh, and yeah. he he like had arguably pretty small role Part, in that yeah. film, and and people are going crazy. I feel like it's going to be a good one. So yeah, I'll have to go with that. I know I'm excited for that. Jeremy, what are your top three? My top three. Top three film reviews. First, first off, you gotta, I, they're not in no particular order. Okay. Not you know descending to ascending or not like that, yeah. but just ones that I feel have to be mentioned. Yes. So, um, Batman's. Of course. Just which, about like, which one, though? No, there's so okay. many. Which one? If I had to pick If you one, had to pick. Like, we're doing a throwback of the last podcast. Yeah. yeah, and I, I kind of want to give a different answer just for you know the sake of reboots. I'd have to go with Dark Knight because okay. when the Dark Knight yeah. came back out, just the impact that it had was just tremendous. It was man. I would say I would argue that's probably the most realistic Batman. You got people killed in the so. theater for no damn reason. I mean, that's true too. Oh yeah. The impact, like when you talk about the impact of a mm-hmm. reboot. It made a dude turn into the Joker for just, yeah, mm-hmm. some real shit. Yeah. So, and shout out to, to Heath Ledger, by the way. <clears throat> awesome performance in that. Right. Ridiculously awesome. All right. Was that, that, that was He's dead too, right? Yeah, yes. Is. Okay. <laughs> yes, fun. he is. All right, next one. The next one, for the sake of, you know, what the world is going to be looking like soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to go with Planet of the Apes. I grew up watching all the old school ones and Mm -hmm. then being able to grow up and watch how they've come to recreate the new ones. I like it. You know, I can still see, you know, like the Statue of Liberty Mm. halfway into the ground. Yeah. About five to ten years from now, possibly. We'll see. 
I was surprised how much I liked those movies too, the new ones, because I was I didn't really favor the older ones. I mean, I grew up in you know the country, so because like, that's all to, I watched. Yeah, <laughs> all we had to watch. My last one though. Here we go. Only because like I've seen this in 3D in every which way you could ever see it. Yes. Terminator. Which yeah. one? Yeah. The updated ones. Not the uh, I like the old ones. Now, so you didn't specify. I don't yeah. have to like the reboot. They had been rebooted, but yes. I like. And the new ones weren't too bad either, though. But I like the the original ones yeah. when Arnold was still back in his prime and just, and even seeing him come back now and showing everybody he's still in shape and he do his thing. It's like I am still alive. Yeah, he's still acting. Yeah. <laughs> and the Expandables, and all, I gotta give it to him for that. Yeah, yeah, he is nice. John! Yes. I'm going to pick on you now. All right, please. Okay. What are your top three film reboots? So. Yes. Top three. Yes, sir. It was tough for three. I narrowed down to two. I really okay. liked two super well. Now this one I'm going to name now. War of the Worlds was a good movie. And it's actually based off an 1897 novel called War of the Worlds. Oh, they okay. actually made a, a, a reboot, or they made a movie of that in 19, I believe, 53. 1953, mm-hmm. starring Gene Barry, and it was called War of the Worlds. Or, or what was it called? It was called War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. The book was called War of the Worlds. Um, and then the one that came out in 2005, Tom Cruise, played that sissy uh, divorce crane operator guy. Have you guys seen that movie? You guys haven't seen War of the Worlds? I've seen it. It's been a while. Okay, maybe I'm just a sci-fi nerd. Anyway, <laughs> that's two. Okay, okay so uh, that was three. Excuse me. Two, I Am Legend. Will Smith. That was a good one. one I didn't know favorite. that was a reboot. Yes, it is actually a reboot of, was uh, based off a book back in 1964. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it was a, um, a movie as well. Wow, so, I yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a Rich, Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, which later made, uh, which, which was the book, which mm-hmm. was later made uh, to look called Last Man on Earth. It was a different name. Yeah. That's why I'm getting all mixed up. Yeah, it's called Last Man on Earth, and so they made a reboot of I Am Legend with my favorite actor, Will Smith. And then my number one, number one, which only matters, my number one, or another number one. two, kind of, yeah, another one. Another Karate one. Kid with Jackie Chan. Mm. And oh, Jaden Smith. Yes, that was a good one. Because Got my both favorite, the in there. My favorite is the original Karate Kid, so that's my all-time favorite. Okay. Do you I know he know. wasn't actually doing karate? They're teaching kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Crane style. Yeah, that's kung fu. Well, you, which one? You're talking about one with Jackie the Chan? The new one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yep, they were doing that was the that was the difference because Karate's the first one. But exactly. like Jackie Chan, he can teach you whatever they have. Yeah, they're they're drunk and ma- <laughs> they're called the Drunken Master Kid. That's the same plot. Same plot. Alright. My three top film movie reboots. Okay? Check it out. Number three. The 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. The live action oh. one before Michael Bates came out. I got yes. it. I got it on God. DVD. So freaking mad. What? Why are they putting noses? Why <laughs> did they need the noses? They don't need noses. Oh my gosh. Anyway, they just ruin their face. They look scary now. Um, but yes, and, and Michael Bay is so big on everyone like bulking up and stuff and being fit for the role that the. Turtles freaking look like they were taking steroids. When you can make your CGI look like it was taking steroids and look like it was working out, that's too much. All right, next one. 
Pinocchio, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. Oh, wow. Have you guys, you remember that? Barely. It was a long, long time ago. <laughs> wow. Jonathan Taylor Thomas when he was a thing. So he was young. He was, oh, it was like nine or ten or something like that. But it was a live action Pinocchio. Didn't he and play it was on? The coolest freaking looking thing, and you can't find that movie anywhere now. Wow, yes. yeah. You have to look it up if you can. But no, it was really good. Improvement? It's a. Uh, but yeah, it was like live action kind of look like. They use like Muppets and stuff for it, or like a okay. puppet thing. Like a. But yeah. Um, and my number one, Mad Max. The new Mad Max Ooh. that came out. Yes, I know. I'm good. Yes. I thought about this. But yes, the new Mad Max that came out, um, which was action-packed, full of explosions, barely had any kind of storyline, but people still loved it. Um, but yeah, that, that was my top my top three as of right now before any before Spider-Man comes out and everything else comes out. So. But yes. Good, good picks. Right? Yeah, man. Um... I was gonna also pick like Star Wars, but I was like, eh, yeah, that's kind of cheating. This is a kind of that's kind of a story. Yeah, it's, 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 it's own storyline. Exactly. You know, um, uh, you bringing up Pinocchio yes? kind of gave me an idea. Would you consider? Does anyone remember Hook? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was a perfect reboot. I I have to add that that's my number three. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't quote me on this, but I think they are. I was on a what's that website? IMBD. Yeah. The yes. Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on there looking at future reboots, and there's some. Some good-looking reboots coming out. So I think Man, one of them. Now, yeah, now Disney, <coughs> Disney is making a whole slew of reboots. Um, they have Beauty and the Beast. They just made The Jungle Book and Pete's Dragon. Um, they're coming up with. So, I'm sure they'll make Jumanji. Them. They're coming it's up Jumanji, with Mul- yes. Jumanji. Jumanji. Mulan. Yes. Ooh. I don't Aladdin. Like Are they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making suggestions. Yeah. I'm just. But yes, yeah. but. Here's I'm a list of um, some some more recent film reboots: Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman, Ghostbusters, Godzilla, Star Trek, and Star Wars, Fantastic Four, RoboCop, The Jungle Book, and Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was you, John, who was saying that this is not necessarily millennials faults that there are so many reboots that are being created today mm-hmm. um would you blame at least the ticket sales on us specifically and that's why people are still pushing out these movies these reboots of Ooh. just not being original man that's a tough question <laughs> i don't think it's our fault man i you know it just depends who wants to go out and watch these movies you know like hey family Families probably like to go out and watch movies. I don't. I don't remember last time I went to the theaters. To be honest, maybe it was like <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know who the heck is buying these tickets. That's you have me. Well, we actually have someone here that does work in what? film and television. So hey. I will pass that question yeah. to you know? Sarah Trevina. So what, what are what are your thoughts about this? Well. I would have to agree. I don't feel like you can really put the blame on millennials here. Mm-hmm. We are, we, we don't have a direct say into what these people are bringing now. I mean, I feel like the business itself has really lost its touch of art. And it's going really into like, okay, how much money can we wait, make? And we are here kind of like bored, you know, we don't have things to do. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the option to really have so much to say. I mean, sure, we can go and support film festivals, which is great. I highly mm-hmm. encourage it. There, you're really going to see some good art. But yeah. it's uh, it's not something that's really encouraged. It's It should be brought 
upon mm -hmm. you know more like we should really have some attention drawn on this but you know when you when you got a date you know I mean, what are you gonna do i mean yeah there's bullying and all that but typically movie is like a safe first time safe yeah it's a safe <laughs> bet and so this is what we have to deal with you know going back to films right yes. what kind of films have you worked on or were you hired for okay so i have done quite a bit of i would say featured work mm -hmm. with indie films and Actually, the most recent I had done was a docu-film. It just had a private screening in Oakland at uh, Tower Theater a couple days ago. Oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, that's that's kind of the stuff that I have I have done. I've auditioned for horror films, things like that. And, you know, unfortunately with school and all that. Mm -hmm. Got to finish that degree first before I go back into it. But so far with my exposure... Uh, yeah, it has been with indie films, and I actually kind of like that more. I like the fact that it's going to you know <laughs> film festivals and stuff. That's I, awesome. It's it's a good yeah. it's a good way to start out. I feel like it's it's great for not only the people watching it, but for those who are in it because it's really about the art itself. Yeah, nice. If you could make any film or sequel for a film, and you had three billion dollars. Okay, just to make this specific film. That's Game money. of Thrones money. That's Game of <laughs> Thrones money. Right. That is a season of Game of Thrones money. Okay. What would you make and why? Ooh, okay, so I I might have to go to my favorite film. Mm -hmm. Back to the Future. <gasps> yes. Just high-fived, yes. Uh, I mean, yes, there is the whole, there is a special element with Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. There is so much of Back to the Future that I just adore and love. The concept, it, it, I mean, it exposed me to sci-fi in itself. I figured I was a nerd that way. Uh, there is so <laughs> much about Back to the Future I love. I would really love to see what we could, I mean, if I had billions of dollars. Ooh. Sure, let's have fun with that. Well, what would Michael J. Fox say today? If he came back to the future it, it today, was, today, November 9th, if she had three billion dollars, she could cure his disease and he could be acting forever. Hey, speaking, hey. speaking of which, a lot of things that happen in Back to the Future 2 is true today. Oh, they have Biff as the president, yeah, they really do. Hair and all, top of Biff oh, Tower, man. lives on top of Biff Tower. They have hoverboards, look nothing like we <laughs> thought they would. Not <laughs> they all. have them. The, every movie is a 3D god movie. Yeah. Yes. And yes. the Cubs won the, the Cubs World Series. Nice. I'm done, guys. Let's call it a wrap. I'm the world's ending. Oh, but also, marijuana's legal. Mar in yeah. California. Bruce Jenner's a woman. Okay. Well, yes. like in the Men first could go in women's ba bathrooms, and Donald Trump is president. Yes. Right. Welcome to 2016. Welcome to 2006. We'll call it Back Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, same question for you. If you had unlimited amount of money, would you would you remake or what would you remake? What would I remake? I know. That's an awesome question. It is. Yes. I'm gonna come back to you. Come back. I'm gonna come back to you then. John. Dude, at first I would all that money three mm -hmm. three billion dollars. Three billion dollars. Let's go shoot on the moon. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm going back to my roots as a space cadet or whatever you said I was. <laughs> anyway, astronaut, astronaut doctor. doctor. So, I don't know. I would probably wouldn't use it all, but me, I like martial arts. I'd probably just make some sort of 
cool martial arts fighting and all over the world travel and there you just go. say, hey, we filmed over here, but really I'm just traveling. There you go. That's that's cool. I like that. Yes. I have my answer. Kind of like how Game of Thrones what, did. What? Yeah, they shot all over the world. Oh, man. that's Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Unlimited budget, you can. I, ha- I have the answer. Here we go. To you. Here we go. Oh, I right. would make a legit, finally, a final, like, complete worth every penny. I'm using all the three billion for it. For a legit Dragon Ball Z movie. Oh. Mm. Good three billion dollars? <laughs> we're going to make so the best blo- one ever. So we're blowing no up planets? Bullshit. We're blowing up planets. We're blowing like, up planets? Universes. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... Think about how... If you had the if you had the full funds, you can make up for the bullshit that came out like 10 years ago because that was just a sorry oh God, excuse ridiculous, yes. for a Dragon Ball movie. It was period. ridiculous. It wasn't worth the title. Oh my God. No. Sarah. Yes. She's atrocious. Say all these movies are being created, right? And okay. I wanted to get hired for one of these awesome films that are about to come out. Yeah. I want to shoot on the moon and fight Goku. Yes. Okay. What is the hiring process like? Okay. All right. So starting off with what you have to do at home. Yes. You need to do your research. Okay. Number one. Have an idea of what character that you're most likely going to be able to audition for. You have to be realistic. Like, okay, what is my body type? What is it something? What are, what are they looking for? And then mm-hmm. you kind of have to go in that direction. Do your research and prepare. If you have, if they provide a script, which is awesome, of mm-hmm. course, practice that over and over again. And when you go in, more often than not, you walk into a room and there's okay. already like a table and there's like three or four people just staring at you with a pen. And just like, go, entertain <laughs> me, start. Yes, and the most stoic expression. I mean, some people are cool. Some people will smile, yeah. like, hey, how you doing? You know, and all that. So you really have to get down that like bullshittery, like perfect. You want to make sure that like, you know, nothing, like, like it's just effortless. Everything mm-hmm. you're doing is effortless. Uh, and then you walk in, just make sure you uh, display confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm like born to do this. And then they'll be convinced. And after that, you know, you just, you do your scene. Uh, you, you thank them for your time and then, and then walk out, call it a day. Just hope for the best and obsess over your phone waiting for that email. <laughs> Sounds like I'd be good at that. Just like she described every great quality of That you have? Oh, so <laughs> modest. So modest, Jeremy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so... Once again, Jeremy said that he'd be perfect for something like this, right? Oh yeah. Now, what would you? What would be one thing you would suggest to a person like me or Jeremy that's trying to get break into the acting business? Ah, okay. So I would say networking is everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever job opportunity you can have, one take it, build your resume. That's that's the number one. But also, whenever you're on set, try not to be the person who's obviously trying to network because no one no one likes that person. I mean, that's oh, kind of really? like it's a turn off. Well, Jeremy, why you, you got to know how to hustle? <laughs> man. What she what she's saying is, in other terms, is you got to know how to hustle. The system, your people that's around you. Really yeah, you well. don't want to be bugging people. I mean, usually when you're on a set, you have a feel for who's who's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just tell, and so you want to just. You know, like strike up a conversation casually or hopefully you have a scene with them. Mm-hmm. And because at that point, honestly, like a scene that is very simple can take up to two to three hours. I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. It's hurry up and wait, as they say. That's uh-huh. the thing. We know that and, very well. <laughs> <laughs> so in that person. time, there, there's plenty of time to talk. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of time to uh, get to know people. And then 
a lot of times people actually have business cards with them. They have their little, their headshot on a card. Mm -hmm. You take it, add them on Facebook, Instagram, whatnot, keep in touch. And you know, there's a little community with actors. You'll, you'll find that I found doing work in the Bay Area that I actually ended up on multiple shoots with some of the same people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we, and we were friends on Facebook and everything. It's like, oh, wow, you know, how you been doing and all that. And with that, I have gotten jobs, not even auditioning. They're like, oh, hey, someone can't do this role today. Can you, can you come in? I know you can do it. Yeah. And that will just save you. Wow. That will that open up nice. doors. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So that's kind of what we're kind of going through right now cool. when, while we're networking and trying to get more viewers and listeners to our podcast. Um, has, oh, you had I just wanted to add something on yeah, to that. Of you know, for the millennials that are listening around the world. You, you brought up a very great point there, you know, when it comes to networking and talking with people. One thing that I feel that most millennials have become out of reach with, though, I feel like I should tell you today, people, people most indefinitely, is that when you, even though you're in need of something, when you're tr you know and you're talking to someone that has something that you may want, whether it's another phone number or a position, you have to understand that people don't like their times being wasted. If you're going to come to mm -hmm. them wanting something, you have to be able to bring more than just yourself to the table. And I've, I've learned that networking and talking with other people um, within my community. So again, millennials, bring some to the table. If you're going to, if you want something from somebody to do that, to do you a favor, then understand that they're going to be expecting something more of you. Because a lot of people, you know, they've come with that self-like, dignified mm -hmm. righteousness. Not talking bad on the mm -hmm. millennials, but they, it has become absolutely. That's oh, a very important normal because people around our age are still trying to find who they are. They're trying to understand um, what kind of person they are, and networking mm -hmm. in general is something that is very important to find what those opportunities are and how we can grow ourselves as a person. I agree. Exactly. Absolutely. But good job, guys. But yes, as always, this has been fun. Before we uh, sign out, Sarah, did you want to go ahead and link any people to how they would get a hold of you, either for a shoot or your oh, Twitter yeah. handle or get followers or anything like that? Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Sarah Trevina. You can find me on Facebook. There's only two other of me in the world, uh, so it shouldn't <laughs> be that hard. I'm the one that's in the U.S. And same goes for Instagram. Uh, I have an email that you can reach me, Sarah Trevina, that is T-R-E-V-E-N-A, and Sarah's with an H, 21 at gmail.com. There we go. Now, if you guys have any questions um, that you want to be asked on the podcast, feel free to send us also an email. Um, that's wwmpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, wwmpodcast at gmail.com but once again i'd like to take the time and say thank you sarah trevina for coming on thank you yes i had and, so much uh, fun yes anything else up any, anything else to add are you guys good i'm good all right and that was fun guys and we will catch you guys later bye